Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, 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 teach me how to throw you, hey. Check it. Walk back to the point. Shot out the front. And a slot backhand. Vinokovic with a save. Somehow Vinokovic got the body to that one. Booty charging in on B. Cuts in front. Vinokovic with a big save. It's still loose. Vinokovic. Blue Jackets. And Nedeljkovic stays strong on his goal line to keep this a tie game. Max Domi will pick it up. The goal line sends it up for Nedeljkovic with a huge save. As Domi with a huge setup. Nedeljkovic denying that chance. Roslovic has it in the slot. Fans on it. Rolls it on to Nedeljkovic. Nedeljkovic with a quick pass forward for Hamilton. He's an upper Lincoln to the back and he scores! This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. That was... I think fun. I wonder if I am uh, results oriented here because I actually think the game was entertaining. Carolina, I thought, played pretty well. I mean, I'm not really upset about the way Carolina played. Uh, I think Columbus played a very good game, too. Uh, Alex Nedeljkovic had to make a bunch of good saves. There were great plays made. Carolina probably didn't get the most out of uh, some of the chances they had, but I think you can say the same thing about the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, but two points in your breast pocket, and the Hurricanes are that much closer to wrapping up first place in the division. Uh, welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast again. I'm Adam Gold. Alex Campbell will be along in a few minutes. We are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Siding, roofing, windows, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, everything you need to make your home beautiful, energy efficient, safer, all at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Aluminum Company. Dot com. All right, let's uh, let's just get uh, get into some of the I think uh, interesting things about the game, uh, and I'm going to start off with the hottest take of the night. We're we are we are coming out of the blocks with the hot take. Alex Nedeljkovic is Carolina's best goaltender. I don't know if he's going to start Game One of the playoffs, but the more we see him do what he did tonight, the more you know about Alex Nedeljkovic and his absolutely unwavering confidence, yeah. Best goalie. I think he would handle even a bad night. And I look, I don't know the head coach's thinking on this. I really don't. I know how Rod feels about Peter Mrazek. I think Rod still in his heart believes that Peter's the guy. But at some point... You're looking at number 39, and you're going, I, 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 he just doesn't give up a lot of goals. 14 of his last 18 starts, two goals or less. I'm going to go out on a limb. If you give up no more than two goals in every playoff start, you're going to win the overwhelming majority of them. I'm not doing the Cam Ward thing. Cam Ward, actually, as a rookie goaltender, wasn't that good. He wasn't. Save percentage in the 800s. 880-something, I think. Oh, just going off the top of my head. Um, Alex Nedeljkovic has been spectacular. 
I've said this before. I know people get mad at this for some reason. Uh, I think Jason Robertson of Dallas is the rookie of the year. Uh, and I think Carol Kabrizov from Minnesota uh, was the rookie of the year until Robertson, I just think, became, uh, you know, maybe one of Dallas's two best players. Rope Hintz, who's been hurt all year, and Robertson just been amazing. Um, Alex Andelkovich is the best rookie goaltender in the league. I'm not saying he's going to be better than Shesterkin or any of those other guys. We don't know about the future. Uh, all I know about is what I'm watching this year. Alex Andelkovich, the best rookie goaltender. But honestly, don't even care about the Calder. Don't, oh, gosh, can we stop talking about the President's Trophy? Does anybody care about that? I mean, forget a curse. I don't think it's a curse. It's just hard. It's hard to win. And in, the, in a year like this, how do you even know? The Hurricanes have played zero games against the East, the best division. Zero games against the North, uh, where Toronto is. Nothing against the West, which has two of the three best teams in the sport, in my opinion, in Colorado and Vegas. Why, are we, why does anybody even care about the President's Trophy? The only tangible thing that comes from it anyway would be, I mean, if you finished with the best overall record and you made it to the Stanley Cup Finals, and even if it was against Vegas, you get Game 7 on your ice, assuming there's a Game 7, but it might not matter. Any- I mean, gosh, we got to stop. We got to stop with the silly stuff. Uh, so forget about the President's Trophy. It's Rod Brindamore handled that beautifully. He's like, is there anything... <laughs> <laughs> with less, well, I don't even know, more irrelevant? Is there any trophy more irrelevant than that one? Yes, that's it. That is the most irrelevant trophy. You get nothing at all for it, except, again, except home ice advantage. Uh, so, all right, there's my hot take on Ned. We'll talk about that with Alec Campbell. Uh, best part of the game, Brett Pesci and Jacob Slavin helping Alex and Delkovich kill off a five-on-three. Just... Awesome. And Pesci taking a shot off the boot, and you know he's in pain. Uh, I'm sure all the ice, all the ice, Mr. Pesci. Uh, Jacob Slavin was on, was on the ice for the entire shift. Oh, my gosh. Just too funny. Uh, he was so good tonight. There, to me, uh, the, the three stars of the night, and Carolina had a lot of players who played well. I mean, I'm serious. Uh, Aho, Teravon, and Svechnikov uh, were excellent. I thought Brady Shea played a really good game tonight. Uh, there were just a bunch of guys who played well. I thought Steven Lorenz was was excellent, excellent tonight. Um, but holy cow, Slavin and Pesci were just off the charts. Off the charts. There isn't a chart that has Slavin and Pesci uh, on it because they were both off of it. Uh, so, gosh, those guys are good. Five on three uh, for a minute 43. Pesci and Slavin and Ned. Well, Pesci wasn't out there for the entire time because his foot was in pieces uh, probably from the uh, from the shot from the point. Uh, and Nadelkovic was excellent. Uh, on, the, uh, on the downside, Carolina allowed way too many grade A chances. 14 uh, high danger chances allowed in regulation according to naturalstattrick.com. Uh, Canes were much better in overtime. Uh, they didn't allow much. Actually, they, I mean, there were chances. I mean, Columbus had some chances, but uh, I thought Carolina was just better in overtime. They were more dangerous in overtime. They just didn't get anything to go until Dougie. Uh, I guess it was the fourth breakaway. Fourth time's a charm. Ajo, Natius, and Slavin each had uh, chances to end it prior. I don't know. Uh, awesome. Just uh, just great work. Uh, those Those two guys... And the contracts. I, I'm sorry. Part of me, part of me, like, I, I don't want those contracts to end. Now, I shouldn't say, I'm going to talk myself into a circle here. Uh, I have such great respect for both of those players. I want them to get their full value, and their full value is not those contracts. I think you could just tack $2 million each onto each of them, if they were a little bit more potent offensively, then we're talking about two guys who should earn, oh, $8 million a year. But um, they're both elite defensive defensemen. Elite defensive defensemen. 
with a little bit of offensive punch, I think, for both of them. Uh, but, gosh, they were good tonight. We could do the whole... I, I could sit here for 20 minutes and just say, gosh, they were good tonight. Gosh, Pesci was good tonight. Gosh, Slavin was good tonight. I actually think Slavin was slightly better than Pesci, only because we're going to dock Pesci points uh, for being part of the uh, the first breakdown uh, that led to uh, this. Yorkshire waiting for it. His shot is deflected by Bean. He was trying to put one on to Delkovich. It goes wide. Now circling in front of the net. For Bjorkstrand, backhand, second chance. They follow and they score. Max Domi buries the rebound in Columbus. Three minutes into this one. Takes a 1-0 lead. Yeah, Pesci lost the battle behind the goal. Uh, I think it was Oliver Bjorkstrand at the doorstep or might have been Eric Robinson at the doorstep. Uh, and Bean just got out-muscled, uh, and the, uh, the shot was able to be shoveled forward, and then Domi just cleaned it up at the side of the goal. Um, that was uh, that was not great. Three minutes in, Carolina a little, little bit of a slow start, but uh, they got it going as soon as uh, Sebastian Ajo, Tavo Teravainen, and Andrei Svechnikov went to work. Holy cow, were they good tonight. Uh, that line was absolutely dominant. Uh, Aho played uh, 22-13. He won 11 of 14 faceoffs. Uh, he had the the primary assist on the Teravainen goal, which was an absolute rocket. Gosh, who knew? Who knew Turbo could unleash that? Uh, he played 20 minutes and 18 seconds tonight. Tavo Teravainen. He didn't kill penalties. All right, so that was uh, Carolina only had had one power play, which was eh, okay. Wasn't great. One, one terrible, one great. Uh, he, he had, they had one power play. He had 2018. So I'm going to declare Tavo Teravainen back. I thought he was very good tonight. Uh, and Svechnikov was also excellent, played more than 20 minutes. He and Ajo just drove that line, absolutely drove that line. They were fun to watch tonight. Uh, give me more of that, more of SAT, and uh, they'll be uh, they'll be fine in the postseason. Um couple of things uh let's uh let's talk about sebastian ajo's last seven games three goals nine assists uh and is absolutely i mean alec asked me this in the intermission one of the intermissions and the beauty of sebastian ajo is seeing him every day to me that's it uh if you uh if you just you know kind of helicopter in and watch a game here and there uh and sebastian ajo has well, he has an assist he may plays okay um you got to see him every day. You just do. It's sort of like, it's like allergy medicine. Allergy medicine only works really well if you take it every day. That's what Sebastian Ajo is. He is allergy medicine. He is Zyrtec. He o- it only works when you take it every day. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Uh, but he's just been great. He's in, he, And he's great in all three zones. Uh, he was good in his own end tonight. Uh, three goals, nine assists, last seven games, 12 points. Uh, he was just named the uh, the Central Division Player of the Month. I didn't know we were doing that. I, honestly, this is the first time I had seen anybody named Player of the Month in their division. I didn't. I really did not know that was a thing. But good for uh, good for Sebastian Ajo. He deserved it. He had a great April. Uh, now for some things that are somewhat. Alarming's not the right word. I'm a little concerned. Just a little, Ted. Uh, Vincent Trocek, no goals in nine games. No bueno. Martin Natchez, no goals in 11 games. Uh, Andrei Svechnikov, I say this uh, knowing that he's played pretty well, so I'm not really concerned about Svechnikov. I think we're, we're seeing the Andrei Svechnikov we're supposed to see. Uh, so he's impacting the game positively, Pretty much night in, night out, shift in, shift out. No goals in seven games. That that has to change for the Hurricanes to be really successful deep into the playoffs. Uh, they need secondary scoring. I mean, secondary scoring can also come from your blue line, and lately it has. So, sure, Hamilton, Slavin, Pesci, uh, Shea, Hockenpah have all scored goals recently. Uh, Hamilton, the most recently. But ultimately, you need uh, you need something. You need something from your second line uh, or third line. And to me, Trocek, 
the Trocheck line was really given an opportunity tonight to take advantage, uh, you know, further down in the lineup of Columbus and just couldn't do it. Uh, they were, I think they were okay. I don't think they were great. They put Niederreiter back on that line after starting the game with Jordan Stahl. Um, and when Steven Lorenz went to the, uh, to the Stahl line, I thought that line became a little bit more problematic for Columbus. Uh, that was a good line, but the best line was uh, Aho, Teravainen, and Svechnikov. That was fun to watch. So uh, all in all, very good performance and uh, big picture. Somehow tonight, and I watched the, uh, the, the third period, the overtime and the shootout of Tampa Bay and uh, Detroit, that game in Detroit, and it was scoreless going to uh, overtime. Uh, both teams played just flat out a stupid overtime period uh, filled with poor decisions on shots and passes. There was one point, Adam Ernie for Detroit. Uh, there was a shot on goal, and Ernie got the rebound. It was a shot on Detroit's goal. Ernie got the rebound. Uh, and then, rather than skate it away, shoveled it into, uh, you know, under Thomas Grice for a faceoff. I'm like, dude, you had the puck. Skate the puck out. <laughs> you don't want a defensive zone faceoff in overtime? My gosh. Uh, and then it seemed like uh, they weren't going to stop each other in the shootout for a while. Uh, and ultimately, Detroit won it in the shootout. Valtteri Filppula uh, had, the, had a goal that forced more shootout. Uh, there were, they went goal, 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 and then nobody scored for like five rounds. Um, and then uh, Tampa scored, Detroit scored, Tampa didn't score, Detroit scored uh, to win it. So uh, it was a very, very, it was a fun game, but uh, long story short, Tampa left a point on the table. And that is significant for me because, and it should be significant for you too, because the Canes getting two points tonight have now put the Lightning one point further back. So if you're talking about winning the division, let's uh, the Hurricanes have already clinched the playoff spot, right? Uh, so now it's about you know clinching first place. Uh, the Panthers have just three games left. The Panthers can only get to 79 points. That's it. That's the most they can get, 79 points. So Carolina's got five games left. They need four points to get to 79. So five points eliminates the Panthers. Uh, again, a point a game for five games. Three of those games are at home against, uh, against Chicago. The last two are in Nashville. So Dallas lost in overtime to Nashville. They're three points behind the Predators. Uh, Dallas does have a game in hand, but their schedule is murderous. Uh, Florida... Tampa twice, Chicago twice, all on the road. Uh, not that the Chicago uh, matchup is, uh, like, enormous. I mean, at that point, Chicago will likely have been eliminated already. Uh, but big stuff for uh, for Dallas the next three games. They have to come up with points uh, to have any chance uh, at all. So uh, good, for, uh, good for the Predators, who it appears that the Hurricanes are going to close the season with two games at Nashville and quite possibly open the first round of the playoffs against Nashville. So, uh, fast friends. Uh, so, the magic number to uh, essentially eliminate the Panthers from winning the division is five, and the Canes and Lightning are separated by four points. The Lightning can get to 81. That's all they can do. So, the magic number for Carolina is seven to get to 82, seven points out of their last five games. We'll take a short break. We'll come back with Alec Campbell on the other side. It's the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Uh, follow us wherever you get your podcast. Uh, then it shows up automatically in your phone. Isn't that wonderful? And uh, give us a rating. Give us a review. Give us five stars because uh, you love us and you love the Hurricanes. Alec Campbell is next. My man, Alec Campbell, Stormwatch, Aftermath, uh, 
intermissions, all of that. It's if it's on the radio and it's hurricanes, Alex doing it. Uh, isn't that great? I uh, hope you had a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful spring Saturday. It was gorgeous today. I mowed the lawn. Uh, that was fun. Oh, it was a great day to mow the lawn. Yeah, I mowed the lawn as well. Actually, we made a we had a nice little Saturday. We went to Lowe's, uh, got some more plants. Oh, um, what'd you get? Did, did some more planting. Another weeping thing? No, we didn't get another weeping. Uh, we didn't get another weeping holly. Um, no, we got, uh, what, I don't know. My wife calls them flocks. I don't even know what they are. Uh, this, these little plants. Um, and so we planted those, we got, we have one of those snowball trees or snowball things, uh, that we, we planted on the side of our house as well. Um, I mowed, um, we did run into, uh, somewhat of a landscaping snag today. One of the one of the ideas that we have is I think needs some professional equipment because the, uh, it's hard to explain, but the, the cement to my driveway, uh, kind of, you know, juts into uh, underneath the, the, the ah, yard. And so, yes. so when I was digging to try to, you know, plant some more plants, I ran into this issue, and so now I kind of don't know what to do with it. But you need a uh, jackhammer. So yeah, I need a jackhammer. Um, so I'm gonna have to, you know, I don't know. Oh, my plans were thwarted. Gosh, to be, you know. So I have, to, I have like six bags of mulch out there that I can't really use right now. Um, you know what you need? Plants, couple I, plants I can't really plant. You need a beer. That's what you need. I had one while we were out there. It's beautiful. Uh, earlier today. Yep. So all you can do and, at that uh, point is drink. Yeah. So we did yeah. that. We planted, uh, we planted a couple of, um, oh man, now I'm, now I'm blanking on the name oh, of the it's plant. Okay. You, you would know it. Um, sure I would. I'll think, you know, of I'm it. a botanist at heart. Oh, let's By get, the time we finish this podcast, <laughs> I'll know what it is. Let's get to, uh, let, let's get to this. All right. I, I, I'm going to stop leading the witness when I ask you about your thoughts on the game, uh, I'm just going to ask your thoughts on the game. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah, because sometimes you just you just lay it out there, and I'm like, I, yeah, you basically just said it all. This is how, or, or this is how you're supposed to think, and then you go, no, I didn't think that way. Uh, so, t- uh, so tell me what you thought of the game. Uh, I thought that it was. Uh, I, I I I thought. I, I thought it was a game of moments. That's my ultimate takeaway from the game. It was the big save from Jacob Slavin that <laughs> kept the game one nothing. Then it was the five on three uh, penalty kill in the third period, Gosh. and then it was Ned's pass off the wall to Dougie Hamilton in overtime. Those were the big three moments of the game for me. I thought there were some. You know, I thought Ned was good, and I thought there was some other good stuff in there. But for the most part, I didn't think Carolina was all that dangerous offensively. I don't really think they played that well tonight. Um, but they came up with enough good saves, and they had those two moments, especially Slavin in the five-on-three, <laughs> that kind of kept them in the game. And that's really it for me. I don't, I I thought that Columbus was scrappy and, you know, I I mentioned this before the game that, I mean, they're a team that is, they're, they're a scrappy team. I mean, they have a bad record. They haven't been playing well, obviously, but Tortorella coach teams generally at least work hard. And if you get a team that works hard, then you've, you, you know, you get, you give yourself a chance every single night. And, um, and for whatever reason, Carolina just wasn't able to really crack that code, so to speak tonight. And they, they just weren't very dangerous offensively. So not their worst stuff tonight, but not their best. And Nadelkovic made a bunch of good saves. So I think, you know, that, that kind of was it for me is that they came up big in the moments that they needed to, they know the moments they needed the most. And that sort of propelled them to 
the two points. Yeah, I think we we probably saw uh, basically the same thing. Uh, I thought Carolina was good, not great. I thought Columbus. I thought the game was fun, first of all, uh, because yeah. I do think that it, unlike the Detroit game, which I found to be slow, I found this game to be fast. Um, mm-hmm. I think there were. I mean, Carolina had tons of zone time. Uh, especially in the second period, without doing, without getting anything out of it, without even creating great chances. Uh, I mean, they had plenty of scoring chances, but very, really, not a ton of high danger. Uh, Detroit uh, had fourteen to Carolina's nine high danger chances in the first three periods. Uh, it only got closer based on uh, the overtime, uh, where Carolina was the better team in the overtime, but. Um, I thought Detroit had, not Detroit, uh, Columbus's chances were just way more dangerous than Carolina's. And uh, were it not for Jacob Slavin's background as a goaltender, did you know that he played goal as a kid growing up in Colorado? Um, But were it not for that, then, you know, Carolina falls behind 2-0 and who knows where the game goes from there. But... Uh, I thought they uh, they battled. It was a fun game. I enjoyed I enjoyed watching it, and I think it moved fast too. Yeah, it did. It did. There were very few whistles. I mean, Carolina got one power play tonight. They obviously had the two back to back penalties in the third period that brought on the five on three. But other than that, it was just media timeouts as scheduled for right. the most part. Beautiful, um, which I which I like. Uh, which kind of brings me to you know that reminds me of. We play an overtime game. I feel like overtime games against teams that are eliminated should be illegal. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, you just give each team a point and you keep it moving. <laughs> Send them home. <laughs> yeah. Once a team has been the, eliminated to, from the yes, right, exactly from the we play. go to the next one. Once <laughs> a team has been eliminated from playoff contention, you both teams get a point. Game over. That is unfortunate. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not going to balk at that. I'm not going to push back on it. I think there. You. I, you have a point. You have a very good point. Uh, like because so because a because a the team that's eliminated doesn't care at this <laughs> point, and the team that is still in it just lost to a team that's been eliminated, so they don't even deserve the extra one probably. Right. Uh, so <laughs> that's. That's kind of the way that I look at it. I like I like the way you think there, Alec Campbell. Uh, all right, let's uh, n- now to uh, to a couple of topics I want to get to. Is it fair that I think that Alex Nedeljkovich is Carolina's best goaltender? Absolutely. 100% fair. No question about that. Uh, he's just proven time and time again that, I mean, he is... He's just a cool cat, man. He's a cool customer. Under pressure, he, he makes so many good saves. And then you see what kind of advantage he can give Carolina with his passing ability, which, I, I mean, dude, when I saw that play in overtime, <laughs> I literally just laughed. I laughed out loud. I, I, I was on Lawler skates when he, when he threw that pass off the boards. Like, that was an incredible play. Like, not just... The pass, because the pass was perfect, but the awareness, yep. the the chemistry, you know, for Dougie to kind of pick up on that too, because Dougie, I mean, he kind of mentioned it after the game that he sort of saw Ned, you know, and that maybe there was some eye contact or something like that. I'm not sure Ned knew it was Dougie. He but didn't. Ned he said somebody. he wasn't sure who it was. <laughs> yeah, he saw somebody and. He had to play there, and he just threw the old air hockey pass off the boards, and it was perfect for Dougie and a great finish. So, I mean, Ned's been awesome this year, and I'm glad. I'm happy because we we, we, we never really – it always felt like we weren't ever going to get this chance to see Ned play. You know, sort of getting these little spot starts here and there, but, you know, without Peter's injury, you know, again, I'm not sure we get to see him do what he's doing. And I feel great about Nadelkovich as the starting goaltender in the playoffs and also the starting goaltender next year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost impossible 
to not see him. Like, I still... I don't want to put any limitations on Alex Nedeljkovic. I don't, I don't even want to say I still see him as part of a tandem. Because maybe he's better than that. So, and I don't want to limit that. Uh, not that my saying anything would limit anything, but uh, he has just been freaking amazing. Um, he gives Carolina a great chance to win every single night. Every single mm-hmm. night. Um, you know, he had the... Uh, which was the game where he uh, they lost? I guess they lost in overtime. Uh, where the second goal, maybe the was it was it Dallas? Was it the game at Dallas? I think he played back know, to, back to back. I'm not even sure. Uh, or no, it's Florida. I guess where uh, the second. Who cares? Uh, who cares? But he's been great. And so, yes, I said this at the beginning of the podcast. I'm like, I started, I, I started the podcast off uh, with the hot take. Alex Nedeljkovic is Carolina's best goaltender. Now, whether or not Rod Brindamore agrees and will start Ned in game one of the playoffs is another matter altogether. Well, I mean, the thing about it is, it's like, we really haven't seen Peter. There hasn't been much of a, like, back and forth competition between the two. So it's it's hard to say definitively that Ned's their best goaltender. I mean, he kind of is by default at this point. And I mean, we've we you know, I'm not saying that he hasn't backed it up. Like his play has been awesome. I mean, he's he's made so many great saves. He is cool under pressure. He's made a lot of tough saves, I think too. Um so I'm not saying that. It's just, you know, we we just haven't there really there really hasn't been a fair battle if you know if we're trying to say well he's 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 definitely better than peter i mean i don't know that (laughs) i really don't know that at the moment but you know i'm cool with him playing a lot more he can play anytime he wants for me right now i mean this net is uh, this net is great uh i I, i'm assuming these stats are updated at hurricanes.com uh 21 starts 14 Four and three, 189 goals against, 934 save percentage. Um, his, and, and one of the things that I find just hysterical is that on naturalstattrick.com, they, they have something called goals saved above average, right? So, how many goals do you, you know, uh, did you save that the average goaltender would not? And right. he's fourth in the NHL it, in that category, and it's a cumulative statistic. Mm-hmm. So the guys who are ahead of him have all played minimum 10 games more. Minimum. I think Soros, you see Soros is second in the NHL in that category, and he's played like 10 or 11 games more than Ned. Andre Vasilevsky leads the league in that stat, but Vasilevsky's played like almost 40 games. I mean, it's an insane, just an insane number uh, what Ned is doing. If he did it per game, Ned leads the NHL in goals saved above average in natural stat trick. He's just, he just had an amazing year. Um, Slavin and Pesci, your thoughts. Yep. <laughs> amazing. I mean, that's what I said. Just if you just, I mean, first of all, we already talked about the Slavin save. By the way, does it? How much does it matter that Slavin played youth hockey goalie on that on that save? Probably not. Not at all. Yeah, yeah I don't think it does. <laughs> um, but it's it's, it's, it's just, a good thing to note. Yeah. It's, it Did was you know just it was his birthday? Pl- desperate play by a guy who uh, didn't want his team to get scored on. Right. With the um, guy he was supposed to be uh, marking. Yeah. Um, By the way, it was his birthday. I mean, right? happy, happy 27th happy, birthday to Jacob Slavin. Happy birthday to Jacob Slavin. Happy birthday to Max McCormick and happy birthday to Tripp's dad. RIP. Yes. Oh, that's right. Dad too. Uh, and, uh, and congratulations to Alex Nadelkovich who got engaged yesterday. All of these things. Yes. Happened. What a weekend. Yes, it was hell of a weekend. Um, but you know, so you have the Slavin play, but then the five on three, I mean, what, what else do you need? 
in the five on three. You got Slavin and Pesci just blocking shots. Um, you know, Pesci uh, just does does what he does. He did get kind of I don't know if he got kind of victimized on the play behind the net where they scored. I think he just kind of didn't have position on uh, on Robinson. Um, but I'm not entirely sure what Fogel was doing, throwing that puck back behind the net like that. Not wise. So, yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't have, I don't, you know, it's hard really to blame Pesci for a lot of stuff just because he does so much more to the good than he does to the bad. Um, but he, he was a minus one tonight, but the five on three penalty kill alone was enough to just say amazing for both of those dudes. If and they both play big minutes. Oh my gosh. If you don't give up a goal on a five on three, you should get a plus. Yeah. Agree. More, uh, more of the plus minus adjustments that we want to make. Remember, yeah. If you, I mean, right. The, the five on three, as I've mentioned before, I mean, a lot of times it's like, it's, it's, it's kicking a field goal is what it is. And if you miss, Probably it's going to come back to bite you. Yeah. You saw what happened tonight. Yeah, that was a golden opportunity. Uh, incredible yeah. work. And then Slavin skates the puck out. They asked him about it in the post game, uh, and Jacob was like, "Well, you know, we I really just kind of we don't move around a lot in a five <laughs> five on right. three, so it wasn't as difficult as a five on four. Uh, but what Jacob Slavin should have said was, "Come on, guys, I'm in great freaking shape." yeah <laughs> that's what i wanted him to say but <clears throat> jacob jacob's too he's just too right down the middle of the road man he's just he's mm-hmm. so stoic i love jacob slavin uh anyway slavin and pesci were just absolutely absolute horses speaking of which uh how good was aho Teravainen, and svechnikov tonight i mean they were awesome too all over the game like I had a hard time doing the, the three stars tonight just because I thought there were a bunch of guys you could have given them to. Those three certainly were deserving of them. Obviously, Tavo now with goals in two straight games, and he really does look like he's just right back at it. I mean, three games in, and he looks like he has found his form. But, you know, great pass by Ajo yep. uh, to Teravinen for the goal. Great finish from Taravainen. Um, so all three of those guys were all over the game tonight. I thought that, I, I, I mean, I thought Svechnikov just looked like he was, you know, sort of on one tonight. He, yep. he was also involved in that goal as well. Um, just playing a real sort of just powerful game uh, from Svech tonight. So I liked all three of them as well. Um, good to get them going right now, but, you know, I think still got to find games for Trocek and Natchez mm-hmm. who, Continued their goalless droughts and pointless droughts. I think in Natchez's case, he's gone now five. I think without a point. Yeah. So those guys need to get going. But yeah, man, TSA back again. Yeah, Trocheck nine games without a goal. Natchez eleven. Svechnikov has gone seven without a goal. And I mention this only because uh, it's a fact. Uh, but like Warren Fogle had gone a couple of games without a goal, and I'm like, I, I don't even care because I think Warren's playing really well, so that's fine. Um, and I think Svechnikov is, for the most part, playing very well, so I'm not concerned at all about his seven games without a goal. They'll come. Maybe he's saving them all for, uh, you know, middle May. Middle May and June. Yeah. Maybe he's going to score so. 18 goals between now and the second week in July. Who knows? Uh, but that line was great. The 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 pass that Teravainen made on the uh, back yeah. was it to Svechnikov? To Svech, yeah, the backhand oh. pass through traffic to Svechnikov was amazing. Gosh, yeah, <laughs> it was jaw dropping. So good. Yeah, for, it was good to see Turbo doing that again. Uh, maybe it's not going to take him five or six games like it did after COVID. Of course. The COVID thing was more about him just not feeling great. Right. Right. And obviously well, I mean, feels much better now. Right. And we know what kind of a toll that can take on your respiratory system. So like, I can understand that you, you probably just, he was probably, you know, the energy factor was probably tough to come by there. 
Uh, I don't think this is much of any, you know, he'd been skating for a long time. Yeah. So I think he's in pretty decent shape. It was just a matter of getting the feel for the game, the instincts, the hands and stuff like that back, which clearly he has. All right. Uh, how big a deal is the president's trophy? I mean, could you, can I love Rod anymore <laughs> than that answer? I cracked up to, to that, to that question because you know, it's a thing. It's it's one of those things that gets hyped up um, because it's an award, and I love that the coach just pans it immediately because he's one hundred percent right about that. Like if you and I come on here and we say not that big of a deal, people yell at us for saying that, right? Absolutely. Uh, and they're they're like stop, stop, you know, they'd be like stop, you know, stop stealing the joy or stop sliding the, the hurricanes, their, their awards and things like that. But when the head coach says it and I don't have to say it and get pan- and get bashed for saying it, it makes me feel warm inside. That's how <laughs> it makes me feel. Uh, it, it really is completely irrelevant. Uh, I mean, you know, it does matter a little bit. It, I mean, if you finish first, you have the best record and you keep winning, uh, you always have home, home ice advantage. That matters, right? But winning the president's trophy, I mean, first of all, in a year like this where you don't play any of the other divisions, you could could just take advantage of a crappy division. I mean, for all we know, and I'm, I'm saying this honestly, for all we know, there's only two good teams in the central division. I mean, it's possible, right? Yeah. I mean, Carolina six zero and two against and those, Florida, and those two good teams could be Carolina and Florida. <laughs> <laughs> right, we just don't know. Uh, Tampa. I wa- I watched the third period of that game. I I Tampa looked like they were not interested, and then they sent out in the shootout. They said like, "What?" I mean, Ross Colton went first and he scored. The first two guys scored, uh, and then they went uh, Barry Boulay. Uh, Robert Goulet went out in the shootout. It was, I don't know. It was, uh, it was odd, but, uh, Detroit, uh, Tampa left a point out there. Um, so Carolina's magic number to clinch the division is seven right now, but that's over Tampa, not Florida. Uh, Florida can only get, they only have three games left. Florida can only get to 79 points. Tampa can still get to 81. Carolina, uh, they're seven points from 82. Can they get seven points in their last five? Yes. Yes, they can. It would it would be nice to get six of them against Chicago. Uh, by the way, Florida and Tampa play twice in Florida uh, this week. Um, here's the other thing. Carolina is going to play at Nashville to close the season. Tripp was talking about this during the game, and I had been thinking about this. If Nashville gets the fourth spot and their one nothing overtime win over Dallas uh, is goes a pretty long way to making it uh, almost not a guarantee because um, Dallas still has a game in hand, so they're effectively only one point back. Uh, but Dallas' schedule is murder. They've got uh, Tampa once, Florida twice, and or no, Florida once, Tampa twice, and Chicago twice all on the road. Uh, Dallas is going to have to win, I don't know, get eight points out of that probably to make the playoffs. And good luck, good luck getting eight points out of those five games. Um, But Carolina could play Nashville twice and then start the playoffs against Nashville. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yep. Yep, no doubt about it. Um, I think they can get, I mean, they have, what, five games left? Yep. Um, You know, I mean, Chicago still has something to play for, even though they haven't been officially eliminated from the the playoffs. Um, And they've been kind of a tough out for Carolina. I mean, listen, if they, if, if, you know, Carolina won out, that would mean eight in a row for them. I don't think that's going to happen. I think there's going to be a loss. Somewhere in there, potentially two. So, um, 
you know, I could see them losing to Chicago, but that those would be the games where you need to take care of business for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, you would think, but um, at that point, um, you know, Tampa's going to, is Tampa going to win out? I mean, they could too, but uh, I don't think Carolina will need all seven of those points. I still think that 80 points would be enough. 80 points will win the division. And by the way, 80 points in a 56-game season, I think that's good. Yeah, it's a ton. I think that's good. And I keep pointing to the fact that they were better against the best teams in the division. 22-4-4 against the teams 2 through 5 in the division. 22-4-4. Not bad at all. All right, who are your three stars, Alec Campbell? Um, so I gave a star to, I think my third star was Aho, second star Slave, and first star Ned. I considered uh, Aho, but, I considered Teravinen, I considered Svechnikov. Heck, yeah. I even considered, uh, Steven Lorenz just as a goof. Uh, I thought Lorenz played well tonight. I liked him, mm-hmm. uh, I liked him on Stahl's, Stahl and Fogel's line. Um, but I thought I actually thought it was kind of easy. Uh, I just went both defensemen and Ned. Yeah, Pesci got my third slave. I penalized him for being on the ice for that goal. I, did, I mean, I think he didn't he didn't necessarily play that uh, play that as well as Brett Pesci wants to play it. Um, right. I thought Jake. Bean, That's why I docked him. I thought Jake Bean got uh, got big boyed in front of the net. Uh, where he was trying to fight through. Who was on the top of the crease? Was that Bjorkstrand? Yes. Right. Uh, Bjorkstrand just said, "Nah, you're not. You're not knocking me out uh, out of the crease," uh, and that kept the puck alive for Domi. Uh, so, I mean, that's uh, so. I Pesci still got my third star. Uh, Slavin got the second star, but I, 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 if there was anything higher than one. Then you know Slavin might have been able to get that. He was just so damn good because it wasn't just the goal that he saved. He, I mean, he right. broke up a two-on-one, uh, made great mm-hmm. plays in overtime. It was just he he was all over the place tonight. That was the Jacob Slavin that just makes you laugh. Uh, and then Ned was Ned was great. So uh, he and yeah. he they should almost award him the goal for that. Yeah, I, I, I mean that pass was just—it was ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, I mean you could have given you could have given you know the stars to the to the top line if you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, Ajo, Svech, and Tavo, um, Slavin and Pesci certainly deserving. Ned certainly deserving as well. So there are, I think, a lot of guys. I mean, if you really wanted to, depending on how you know you do your stars, you know Dougie for the game winner. You know, and I think he got an official star. He got the first star. Um, In the arena, it was so, Teravainen, Nedeljkovic, and Hamilton. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I could see that. Um, but so, that's not yeah, how I didn't, we I do I did, them here. I, did, I didn't give Pesci one just because he was on the ice and got kind of beat on the first goal. Although you knew I, loved I would a lot give of, him one, that's why. Yeah, I knew you, I knew you would <laughs> give him a pass on that. <laughs> I knew you would be an apologist. So, uh, but you know, he was awesome, especially in the, in the five on Gosh. three, uh, you know, and I, you know, like maybe that makes up for it. It um, does. Probably does actually probably does. does just, yeah. It's a turning point in the so, game. I mean, no, well, yeah. turning point. It was, it was the, honestly, it becomes the reason they won the game. Yeah. Yeah, so. exactly. Late in the game. Yeah. It was three moments, man. Three moments. Slavin, the five on three and the Ned pass. That's that's what stands out for me tonight. Outside of that, the Canes were eh. <laughs> uh, all right, Alec. Uh, good luck with your cement and uh, you. whatever, whatever you do tomorrow. Um, I think we're going to do some- hydrangeas. Hydrangeas. Oh, Those we, were the plants we we planted. We've got hydrangeas in our uh, in our backyard. Hydrangeas are great. I love hydrangeas. They're beautiful. Yeah, they're they beautiful. Are. Uh, Do you get you have blue ones? No, we have uh, we have like uh, pale uh, pale yellow or whitish. Okay, yeah, the yeah. snowballs. I got gotcha. you. They're fantastic. We also have peonies. 
Nice. Beautiful pink peony bushes. Much Love better it. than azaleas. Yeah, we got we got a couple of blueberry bushes on the side of our house too. We're That's starting right. to get a they're starting to bloom over here. So I'm uh, looking forward to that. Oh. Looking forward to a to a to a nice spring harvest. Gotta get out there before all the all the birds get to it. That's though, right. They like to come down and steal all my freaking blueberries. They like blueberries too. They're not dumb. Blueberries are yeah. great, man. If if a blueberry was bigger, it would be the perfect fruit. <laughs> if the blueberry it's was per- the size of a grape, the blueberry well, would be the perfect fruit. Well, you just have to eat three of them at a time. Yeah, but I'd, I'd, then I'd you're good. like a big meaty blueberry. So All right. we'll do this again on Monday. All right. Good talk. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. It was beautiful. And that's it for the Canes Corner Podcast. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Go online, aluminumcompany.com. Get a free, no-obligation estimate. And uh, have this in mind. They have the best customer service in the industry. Um, They guarantee all their work. They are fast. They are great. They'll become part of your family. Aluminumcompany.com online. Uh, So that's it. Canes win it 2-1 in overtime. Dougie Hamilton with the game winner. Alex Nedeljkovic with the setup. Tavo Teravainen with this bomb. Oh, one-timer. They score. Tavo Teravainen. Oh, he must have been working on the shooting It really was a rocket, an absolute rocket. I played it because I don't think we had played it earlier. Uh, so there you go. Canes with a two-point lead on Florida, four points now over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Carolina's got five games left in the season. Uh, they will next play against Chicago, the first of a three-game series. They will play the Blackhawks Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday at PNC Arena, and that will close the home schedule. Uh, Thanks to Alec Campbell. Thanks to you. Uh, And remember, you can follow us wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Let us know what you think. Give us a rating. And send me your photographs of where you are when you listen to the Canes Corner podcast. If you're walking the dog, let me know. If you're at the park, uh, just, uh, you know, strolling around with the baby, uh, let me know wherever you watch, wherever you listen to the Canes Corner podcast. Uh, I think it's cool to hear how people uh, how people take you know, take this all in. So uh, with that said, I'll shut up and I will bid you good night. You've been listening to the Canes Corner podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.